Hello, hello. hello. Wow, that was a good harmony. <laughs> um, so chit chat away. <laughs> Should we chit chat about? Oh, dude, actually, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Great. Is it raunchy? It's not raunchy. It's just TMI. Perfect. All right. Well, welcome back to Gimme the Creeps. We have a new episode this week. It's my episode, and uh, we're going to get kind of raunchy in the beginning, mm-hmm. have a little fun. <laughs> so with quarantine and all, we have an excuse to binge some reality TV. Am I right? I don't. I mean, sure. Okay, so you're you're a sophisticated lady then. You don't you're not into the reality TV. Um, I am not. I think there was maybe only like one or two reality TV shows that I liked and it was like The Osbournes and I, I that might even be it. I don't know. That show was wild and I never got to catch any of it at all. So. I loved it. Oh my gosh, now that makes me want to go find it and watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, there are some on YouTube. We tried to buy um, one of the seasons on Amazon, but they're like $60. So What the hell? For one season, and I was like, I think there might only be like eight episodes on there, so no, thank you. (laughs) Maybe they'll make it cheaper now that... uh... He made a song with Post Malone. He can have a little cash oh, in his pocket again. Dear God. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just remembered I did watch uh, Jersey Shore, but for a limited time. Yeah, I think it was only one season. We're in the in the correct era now mm-hmm. of the best time for reality TV. Yeah, in my watched, opinion. I only watched one season, and I'm sure it was the one year that you're talking about so (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i lived on vh1 uh during the time of reality tv i know i I was raised by flavor of love i love new york charm school um oh bad girls club have you seen that no oh my gosh people have told me that that is the absolute raunchiest of the raunchy yeah. to watch that's like where you see real fighting and all kinds of scandal and drama so yeah i've been told that so i think that was an oxygen show right i can't i think it might be i only watched one season of that too so uh, i don't i don't know every channel jumped on reality tv mm-hmm. um but yeah so what takes us out of the current reality more than a raunchy train wreck of a reality show? Well, if I hadn't already had my fill, I would still be doing that now with some of my old favorites that I just mentioned. So where am I going with this? Some of us know that no matter what the intentions of the players or contestants, some of them get spinoff shows, right? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know of a show called Rock of Love? Oh, dear Lord. Yes. Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> One of my ex-boyfriends swore that he was fucking Brett Michaels. <laughs> Bitch, don't even... Okay, if Benji or Joel or whoever the fuck had a reality show, you know you'd either be watching that shit or you'd be in line with the rest of them trying to get on that shit. Brett Michaels is lame as fuck. Like, 
How? I thought he was hot. Ew. No, thank you. You know, like, less than half of those bitches even knew his music when they lined up yeah, and signed they up. they had no idea. They were just like, oh, I get to be on TV? Brand yeah. <laughs> I thought he was pretty handsome. I would have lined up for that show. Absolutely not. Just well, the way he talked. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> like, you're just so fucking full of yourself, dude. Relax. He's Please. living in I the past. Bandana and cowboy hat. Calm down with your eyeliner, too. I'm into it, but I do know what you're saying. He had like a cocky mood about him. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm talking shit. I literally just said that one of my ex-boyfriends tried to be him, and that makes me sound terrible. You loved it. I didn't. I need you to say it. We're on the opposite teams here, I see. Well, fine. So you never watched Rock of Love, eh? I watched like an episode or two, but not because I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen all three seasons multiple times. No shame in my game. So last week you shared the dark side of the magic of Disney. And it's a side that's a little mysterious and scary. And this week I thought I would share the dark side to the chance of someone's happily ever after. Fake or not. Um, In this instance, all footage was scrapped out of respect for the victim. Oh. Give this ringing a bell yet? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) All right. So on Rock of Love, season two, there was a gorgeous lady by the name of Megan Hauserman. Her legs were super long. She was very tall. She had such a long torso. I'm sure people know who I'm talking about. So Megan... She made it no secret that she was seeking the opportunity to be a trophy wife. And um, I believe before she even entered this show, she was on Geeks and Beauty Beauty and the Geek or something like that. So she had been in the reality TV game for a while. And uh, after Rock of Love, she was on Charm School and then I Love Money season one. She was very entertaining to watch because she did not give a fuck. She was after the money. She did what she had to. And she actually eliminated herself on I Love Money. She had a good chance of winning after forming and breaking many alliances and uh, playing people pretty much. And she eliminated herself because they brought back contestants that that, uh, got eliminated and they had the opportunity to to choose who goes home and she didn't want to give them the satisfaction. So respect. (laughs) Anyways. So she eliminated herself for the money and uh, then she got her own show called Megan Wants a Millionaire. That sounds familiar. Aha. So only a few of these episodes aired, and I found a few on YouTube and watched the first one. I couldn't even finish it. It was so cringy. (laughs) It's just not the same. But so they had to pull the rest of the episodes before they aired, and I'm about to tell you why. This isn't really the beginning either. This is just when the tea started to boil. (laughs) Clever. Oh, my God. Um, When you say clever. I think I wrote this in like a haze of delirium or something. That sounds about right. (laughs) This brings us to a contestant on her show named Ryan Jenkins. Jenkins? Jenkins. Jenkins? That always reminds me of like a butler's name. Like a Jenkins. Get the car warmed (laughs) up. 
In 2009, Ryan Jenkins was a 32-year-old bachelor from Canada working in Las Vegas as a real estate developer when the casting scouts encountered him. He was very overly confident and charming. He filled out casting paperwork and became a contestant on Megan's show, which was to be filmed in Mexico. The paperwork asked for plenty of personal information for the vetting process, including job history, income, assets, and psychiatric history. The potential contestants also were interviewed by a psychologist. And finally, a criminal background check was part of the vetting process as well. However, VH1 used Collective Intelligence out of Washington, which specializes in U.S.-based criminal searches. Jenkins was from Canada, so the collective reached out to another firm called Straight Line International, and his record came back clean. So remember that little detail later. Interesting. Jenkins made it far in the show, and Megan admits that she really liked him, but producers said that he wasn't a likable pick for the show, so she eliminated him. She contacted him after filming. This is all according to her. Who knows if she's playing up the drama here, but... Mm-hmm. She apparently contacted him and he told her that he had met a girl in Vegas and married her. And this was like right after he left the show. It happened pretty quickly. So filming for that show took place in March 2009 and aired only three episodes in August before shit hit the fan. Well, the news of the shit having hit the fan came to light. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I love... <laughs> Uh, anyways if that if any of that made sense i'll leave it in i love money production began late june 2009 and wrapped up in early august 2009 so basically ryan jenkins left megan wants a millionaire he lost that but what i love money is is a show where they take former contestants from other reality shows and merge them together on one show where they do challenges in Mexico, physical and like mental strategic challenges that can give, get them closer to getting a a few million dollars. I forget 25 million. Let me look that up. That's going to bother me because they put them through some shit. So it's kind of like um, road rules. Did you ever watch that that show? Oh, shit, I guess there is one more. I used to watch um, The Real World when that was a Ah, thing. But it's like- They made it into that. Road Rules was like, they would make them do shit. And it was like people that were on The Real World that they would put onto that show too. Like Ah. ex, like past season people, whatever. And they, Uh I don't know. I don't know if they would win money, but I know that they made them like do like all kinds of like obstacle shit and- Yes, like same was, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have heard of that. I think that might have. Yeah, that's probably way before this. In oh that yeah. Case. Or that was an MTV. It might have been at the same time, but that might have been an MTV thing. Know. Where this? Yeah. One. Um, oh my sense. god. Bullshit. They freaking have to compete for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I forgot that how how little money that actually is for all that shit. This legacy sticks with them too. Like all the shit that they do. Mm-hmm. Not only on the love-based reality shows, but then on this where people are sleeping with each other and to form alliances and kick each other off because they get to vote other people off. Um, At the beginning of the show, they're on teams. And then towards the end, they start doing solo challenges. And that's when (laughs) whatever relationships you formed with the other contestants really determines if you stay or not. It's really insane. Mm. Um, Anyways, I love that shit. So whatever, judge me. (laughs) So, <laughs> so, um, 
So he uh, he left Megan Once a Millionaire and started filming I Love Money season three. So two seasons had already aired and uh, premiered and whatnot. And so it was a successful show. They chose him to be on it as well as people from uh, Real Chance at Love with Real and Chance from I Love New York and people like that. Um, actually, they weren't on that season. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm getting like so into this. I like want to talk about it. But anyways, I Love Money production had begun late June 2009 and wrapped up in early August 2009. So Jenkins had married a beautiful 28-year-old model named Jasmine Fior in Las Vegas two days after meeting her. They wed in the Little White Chapel on March 18th, 2009. Sounds about right for that that time of uh, people getting married in Vegas. Yeah. They're like, why not? That um, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they post their net worths on that episode of Megan Wants a Millionaire, and I think he was like uh, worth like two million dollars, maybe five million, maybe ten million, what? less than ten million. Well, this uh, was a whirlwind romance, and they got married in the Little White Chapel on March eighteenth, two thousand nine. In June two thousand nine, he was charged with battery constituting domestic violence in Nevada after hitting her in the arm and causing her to fall into a nearby swimming pool during an argument. He had been jealous of her friendship with an ex-fiance who happened to be present during this argument. He had also been charged with a previous assault charge in June 2007 in a different relationship in Alberta, Canada, and I'll bring this up again later. Fiore's mother stated that Jasmine mentioned she and Ryan fought often and it was over jealousy issues of her relationships with exes. Her mother also stated that Fior had the marriage annulled in May of 2009, but there wasn't any paperwork showing that this was true. The couple was attending a poker game tournament for charity in San Diego. On Thursday, August 13th, 2009, they checked into the La La Hotel, whatever, in Del Mar, San Diego. Surveillance caught the couple leaving the Hilton at 2.30 a.m. on August 14th, and they were seen together again at the Ivy Hotel nightclub in downtown San Diego. Around 4.30 a.m. that same day, Jenkins was seen by the footage on the surveillance cameras returning to the hotel room alone. At 9 a.m. on Friday, August 14th, Jenkins left the hotel. (sighs) That's already just so... Eerie. And then seeing, I saw that uh, episode today on YouTube and just seeing him and how like charming and stuff he was Mm -hmm. on the show. It's just so eerie knowing that this all happened. He reported her missing at 8.55 p.m. on Saturday, August 15th, but he had no idea that her unidentified body had already been found at 7 a.m. that morning. She was badly beaten and shoved into a suitcase and thrown in a dumpster in an alley in Buena Park, California. Buena Park Police, yeah, dude. He shoved her into a fucking suitcase. Like, what the fuck? That is fucking crazy. I now that you say that, I think I have heard this. But go ahead. I uh, it I hadn't heard of it until way after the fact, and uh, and I had wondered why certain stuff wasn't on VH1 as because they made a big ass deal out of all their shows, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden there was nothing about it, and uh, yeah. It reminds me of that serial killer, um, Rodney Alcala or uh-huh. whatever. The dating game yeah. killer? Mm-hmm. It's so freaky just seeing them, how they act like, 
they have a mask on and it's so charming and playing it cool. And then you hear what the fuck they do. And your psycho is like that. That's what I was going to say. Like he had all the makings of a sociopath and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that people who are successful or wealthy are sociopaths, but it's been determined that they have um, sociopathic tendencies. And I guess in a way they work for themselves. Like they're, they're trying to reach that success no matter what. Mm -hmm. You gotta be like cutthroat Mm -hmm. up there just to get there. Like it's, Exactly. Yeah. And then to this extent is just insane. So the Buena Park police records say that her fingers and teeth were removed before her nude body was stuffed into the suitcase. She had been strangled to death. Despite the obvious efforts to make it impossible to identify her, she was actually identified using the serial number on her breast implants. Oh, my word. I know it's hard not to. Oh, it's just so unbelievable. It's like fucked up, but it's I can't help but laugh. I'm sorry. I guess we have to be thankful for plastic surgery in cases like this. I Jesus mean, Christ. most people are identified by their teeth, but I guess yeah, he removed them. Yeah, he removed them, and that's the thing. That's so crazy about this is that he he went to that extent mm-hmm. to try to keep them from finding out who she was, that and he, he didn't, didn't even, even he didn't think about them <gasps> breast implants. I don't know if anybody knows that that's. He's like, thing. that bitch told me they were real. No. <laughs> uh, back then, I think they wanted them to not look real. Nowadays, implants look a lot more natural. Yeah. They're just a little perkier, but these were like, like you know, uh, da- Daisy De La Hoya or whatever the hell? She was also on Rock of Love. Those were the implants of the, of the time, the orbs, literally just chest orbs. Yeah. Floating underneath the chin. Ugh. Um, I'm sorry. You just reminded me of, uh, I follow this thing on Reddit called botched surgeries and it's nothing but like fucked up, uh, plastic surgery pictures. And there are a shit ton of these implants that are just, they look like rocks on their chest. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you like? And people, almost every single post has someone commenting like, "Oh, that looks like it hurts," and it yeah, does. It does. Imagine trying to lay on your fucking stomach. I would be afraid to like stretch. The skin just tears over oh, them. No, no. I know. Ugh. That's why the doctors, well, the ones that do this correctly, they they tell someone with like extremely small chest, like your skin cannot, Yeah, if you have, you're going to start small and we can give you implants later on. And at first it's like, okay, this is a money grubbing situation, but it's like, no, your, your skin has to stretch out. Right. But I mean, incredible doctor is going to tell you the truth, but a doctor that just wants the money is like, well, fuck it. We'll do it. Oh yeah. And some bitches go to fucking Mexico and get all kinds of shit injected in their body. Ew, I've Ugh. seen the lip fillers, like they'll inject some shit that isn't that isn't supposed to be injected Silicone. into your lips. And mm-hmm. I've seen videos of them like squirting that shit back out. Like doctors, uh. like when they go back because it's infected and shit, the doctor yeah. just slices their lip open and just squeezes oh, it out. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting. Or the kind that uh, clump, it, it solidifies and clumps up in their yes. lips. And so when they squeeze their lips, it looks like cottage cheese of like Ugh. little gritty stuff. Oh. oh, I know the the extent people will mm-hmm. the limits. Oh, I can't. I can't. <clears throat> so the limit continue. does not exist. The limit does not exist. <laughs> continue. Yes, she was identified by her breast implants. 
Fuck. I know. Thank goodness for that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess her face also wasn't recognizable. That's very sad. Yeah. How the, like he beat the shit out of her that, I mean, he beat the shit out of her, right? And yeah. And there was only one other domestic violence, what's it called? Report previous to this, but I don't know. It went from zero to a hundred really quickly, which is just so devastating and scary. Mm Mm-hmm. The Orange County Coroner's Office reported that she had died a couple of hours before she was found. <gasps> Can you believe that? That and is I wonder so who found sad. Her. That is just so fucking sad. It was an alley between an apartment complex on Buena Park. And um, I can't imagine. I don't know. Like just a normal day. Maybe someone was just throwing out their trash from their apartment. And they see a suitcase and maybe there's blood on it or something. And they find that and they're like. Oh, my God. Any sooner, I don't know if she would have been able to be saved because they said she was strangled. So I don't know how she was still alive. I don't. Oh, they don't yeah. give details of if her throat was um, collapsed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But she was somehow still alive having been strangled to death. So I don't understand how that part works. Maybe he had barely placed it there like right after she died. Maybe that's what they meant. Like he had killed her mm-hmm. hours before. Okay. That makes more sense. Mm. God. Ugh, ugh. So she was found at 7 a.m. Her white Mercedes was left in a parking lot in West Hollywood, Los Angeles, about a mile from the penthouse she and Jenkins shared. It was apparently in a parking lot by a Trader Joe's. Hmm. Police found a significant amount of blood and evidence of hair pulling in the vehicle. Evidence of a bloody struggle were found on the back windshield, passenger seat, and back seat, according to Sergeant Roger Powell. She had fought back. The significant blood loss was believed to have come from her broken nose, consistent with the coroner's findings, but there was no indication of dismemberment or tooth removal in the car. Fragments of her fingers were found in the suitcase, but the entire fingers nor the teeth have ever been found. Oh my god. During a news conference Thursday evening, authorities revealed details of Fiora's violent death in the timeline of the days before and after she was killed. Detectives pieced together the sequence of events using surveillance video from two hotels in San Diego, witness accounts, interviews with friends and family, cell phone records, and forensic evidence. In reporting her missing, Jenkins said he had last seen her after she dropped him off at their home in Edinburgh Avenue, LA, after the poker game. She left to run some errands and didn't return, prompting him to call the police. Mm. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. On August 16th, Jenkins left the penthouse and headed to Nevada to pick up his speedboat. On Monday, August 17th, he was in Utah on his way to Canada to take care of some immigration issues. And the following day, Fiore's body was identified and the news hit the media on the 19th. Jenkins called his dad from Birch Bay, Washington, and he told Jenkins of his murdered wife. The Whatcom County Sheriff's Department got witness reports of his black BMW SUV towing a boat towards the Canadian border and later found the vehicle with the empty boat trailer attached at a marina in Blaine, Washington. The engine was still warm. Damn, just every time, so close. Um, He probably threw the teeth and the rest of the fingers into the water. water. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Canadian authorities had been told to keep an eye out. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, as well as the U.S. Coast Guard, had boats patrolling the waters in northwest Washington, and Jenkins was only a person of interest, but he had not yet been charged. Mm -hmm. 
Media reports came out with the information that both the U.S. and Canadian authorities chased Jenkins on the water as he crossed to Point Roberts, but officials denied these claims. Jenkins' stepmother lived in the border town of this area, and on August 19th, a man with his description was seen bringing his boat into the marina. On August 20th, five days after Fiore's body was found savagely stuffed into luggage, Jenkins was charged with her murder and a warrant was put out for his arrest by the prosecutors in Orange County. He was believed to be armed and dangerous. That morning, he had called his father, who was detained at the airport, but his father hung up the call. What? I think his dad was in denial. There were statements that he made that he thought... Hollywood got to Jenkins' head, but he was never capable of doing something like this. So I think he was in denial and trying to protect him. Okay. So when he called, his dad was detained at the airport, maybe because he was seeing if Jenkins was going to come back or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or he was, I don't know. But he was detained there and uh, he hung up the phone call. Um, Before, I guess, maybe the cops were like, what is he saying? Where is he at? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, Because he was on the run, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. At about 6 p.m. on the evening of August 20th, Jenkins arrived at a motel in a silver PT cruiser with Alberta hey. license plates. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, those things are disgusting. Damn. I know, I agree. A young blonde woman paid cash for three nights at the Thunderbird Motel in Hope, British Columbia, Canada. He waited in the car and they proceeded to park beside a dumpster rather than pulling up beside the rooms, which the motel manager claimed to have found strange. The manager described the woman as attractive, about 25 to 30 years old, and very calm, making some small talk when registering. The guest in the room next door said that the woman stayed for about 20 minutes with Jenkins in room two and then left the motel. The woman was never seen again. The manager saw Jenkins walking outside the motel the next day, August 21st, 2009. The manager said Jenkins looked exhausted and he was not recognizable from his picture on television. Wow. At 11.30 a.m. on August 23rd, the couple failed to check out. Having noticed very little further activity over the weekend, the motel manager and his nephew decided to check on the room. Jenkins was found dead, apparently of suicide. His body was found hanging from the wall's clothes rack by a belt. No suicide note was found in the motel. A one-page suicide note saved on Jenkins' computer titled Last Will and Testament and dated August 20th, 2009 was found by the police. On August 27, 2009, investigators found a storage unit full of Jenkins' belongings, including a suitcase full of clothes in Washington State. Wow. So, yeah, it all came to a head on that on that day. What a douche um, canoe. What the fuck? Yeah, very <clears throat> horrible, short-sighted decision led to all of this and for nothing. Like, so ugh, devastatingly... Like, not like I just don't understand what what p- brings people to just kill someone when they can just leave. But that was the problem. He was very possessive of her and jealous, yeah. and they argued constantly about that specific subject. And so he he attacked her and killed her. And um, I don't think it was out of guilt that he killed himself either. He just didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So VH1 responds to the news of their former contestant having been involved in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, following the announcement that Jenkins was connected with the murder of Fior, VH1 put Megan Wants a Millionaire on hiatus. However, it was also deleted on the show's page from the official VH1 website. 
leading to the speculation that the show would never air again. And subsequently, it subsequently emerged that Jenkins had not only been charged with assaulting Fiora, but he had been convicted two years earlier for assaulting a woman in Calgary. Neither of these incidents had been disclosed to either VH1 or the Megan Wants a Millionaire producer, 51 Minds. The day after Jenkins' death, VH1 officially announced that the show was canceled and also announced that it would not run the third season of I Love Money, which was reportedly won by Jenkins. <gasps> this could not be determined, however, because a 51's Minds spokesman said Jenkins tried to pick up the honorarium check of $5,200 a few days before Jasmine's body was discovered. Jeez. What? Um, so yeah, it's reported that he won, but they're not uh, denying it or confirming it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the honorarium check is obviously not for the full 250000 which the winner would get. Yeah. Unless they do it in, in payments. I'm not sure how that part works, but they probably do. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just looked up what he looks like, and yeah, he mm-hmm. looks like a douche canoe. Yeah, he, um, whenever Megan Once a Millionaire aired, I saw when he introduced himself to her and he described himself as, uh, damn it, what did he say? He was like, I'm a gentleman with a little bit of a bad boy side to me or something like that, which is so bone chilling because what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And Honestly, when I first saw what he looked like, it reminded me of other reality stars combined together. Um, Taylor made from I Love New York and Gianni, who is Snooki's husband. So that's what he reminds oh, me of. Just of what he looks like by other reality stars that are unheard of and unknown except to me, which is <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> that's not pathetic, Abby. <laughs> Useless information. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Both of us are giving out useless information. Can I name all the state's capitals? No, but can I name at least 100 contestants on reality shows? Yes. And I give mean, like detailed statements about them and what you thought their stance on the show was and shit. And oh, God. Oh, yeah, I can quote them too. Anyways, <clears throat> I digress. So. 51 Minds, which produced Megan Once a Millionaire, as I stated before, uh, they said Thursday in a written statement during this time uh, that it was not aware, they were not aware of Ryan Jenkins' record when they cast him. And the company did not, damn it, the company did have in place what it thought was a thorough vetting process that involved complete background checks by an outside company for all contestants on its shows. It said, Clearly, the process did not work properly in this case. 51 Minds is investigating what went wrong and taking steps to ensure that this sort of lapse never occurs again. People's um, complaints were, uh, what are they doing to protect not only their cast and crew, but like the other contestants and then, the you know, just in general being around someone dangerous that they had no idea had a criminal record like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if Megan chose him and she was murdered. It's just as sad that it was Jasmine Fior. She was only 28 years old and everything, but of, co- of course it would have blown up even more and they would have probably been sued and all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah, it would have been terrible. Preparing them up like that. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I'm sure Megan was pissed, though, that her show got canceled before it even I started. I wonder who she even picked. Who knows? Um, 
I saw that just barely this year, she has a YouTube channel. That's where I found the few episodes that did air um, uploaded. And she's had only, it looks like lip injections or filler of some kind. And that's it. She looks pretty good. She didn't have lips before, so I guess it's an upgrade if that's what she's into. Um, I don't like her personality, but I do think that she's literally like a Barbie like lookalike. Like she's really pretty. I'm <clears throat> looking at her picture and I'm trying so hard to remember. <laughs> like I vaguely remember her face, but I don't know. Oh, I think I'm mixing her up with one of the um, Playboy bunnies that was in, um, what the fuck was that show? The Girls Next Door. Okay. Was it I think Holly I watched that. Kendra. I think I mixed her up with definitely not Kendra. Oh my God. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me knowing. <laughs> no, it's, it's coming out. The information you didn't well, know. You I think knew. I used to watch this with my mom. I think my mom, <laughs> my mom likes some reality TV. My mom too. We but she liked this show, the girls next door and um, the Anna Nicole Smith show. Okay. I lied then. I liked Quite a few, a handful there. Yeah, it was just a different, uh, different shows, different channels, different time period. Yeah, um, this is when reality TV really came to a head, in my opinion. This was before the Kardashians took off and everything else. Um, what is it, Vanderbilt or whatever the fuck, and Joji's kids or what the hell? Oh, What's his name? I don't even. I have no idea about Gotti. Oh. <laughs> All of that. Yeah, all the my mom, all the ones that were on E, my mom watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing up, Gotti was really the one. Saw. Yes, Growing there it is. Gotti. All the ones in the early 2000s mm-hmm. were the ones that I watched. And it was literally just because of my mom. Except for That's the Osbournes. Um, I think I confused her. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think I confused Megan with like literally – Holly and Bridget put together. Like I just put them together and I was like, oh, that's her. Uh-huh. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. She has the um squinty-eyed smile, big boobs. There's a lot of blonde, big boobed uh contestants in general yeah. too. So she kind of gets lost in the mix if it wasn't for her strategic scandalish plays that she makes. Um so I Love Money 3 would have been a follow-up to the previous seasons of the show. The contestants were to be selected from other VH1 reality shows, like I mentioned, yada yada. Um, Production began in late June 2009 and wrapped up early August 2009. So uh, all of this was freaking happening whenever, like, he murdered her right after that wrapped. So apparently, according to the other contestants, he would be calling her, and and the show was really playing on any drama, obviously, like they always do, mm-hmm. that was occurring in the house. And they would mention how they would pick on him and joke around to each other about how he was always calling her and acting jealous. And they said, literally, it said word for word. It was funny for a while until it wasn't anymore. Mm-hmm. As they saw, he was very possessive of whoever he was married to. And it was just disturbing after that. <clears throat> so... Reportedly, I Love Money 3 was set to air in January of 2010. In August 2009, VH1 canceled any showings of season 3 due to cast member Ryan Jenkins' involvement in the murder of Jasmine Fiore, as well as Jenkins' suicide. Uh, 
It had been revealed that Jenkins had been convicted for assault in 2007, but this had not been disclosed to VH1 or 51 Minds, like I mentioned before. Um, so yeah, you can't find I Love Money 3 anywhere. It literally skips over it. It's I Love Money 1 and 2, and then I Love Money 4. <laughs> so if anyone's wondering what the hell happened there, it was it was for this reason. Interesting. Which I'm upset. Obviously, she was murdered, so I'm fucking pissed off about it. But apparently, this show was this season was pretty juicy, and so we don't get to see it because of his horrible, horrible <laughs> decisions. Which obviously, I stand by them not showing that showing it. But this season had um, Flavor of Love's winner, Delicious, and Bucky, another contestant from Flavor of Love, and then Rock of Love's Lacey, which she's a red-haired vixen. I love New York's. Uh, Wolf and Pretty, Real Chance of Love's Bubbles, and For the Love of Ray J's Lil Hood, Cashmere, and Cocktail. You can tell who's naming who on these. Um, yeah, what? Daisy of Love's Fuck. Weasel, Fox, Professor, Big Rig, and Sinister, and then Megan Wants a Millionaire's Joe, and then Brian Jenkins. Um, as of 2020, the third season remains unreleased. Uh, I was uh, Amber actually told me, my friend Amber, shout out, she told me that the I had heard about the podcast that Heather from Rock of Love with Brett Michaels and Lacey, they started a podcast together called Talk of Love, and they gave behind the scenes details of that of their show on um, season and then what happened on I Love Money because Lacey was there. Um, wow, that's cool. So if anybody wants to go head over to listen to more uh, about reality TV trashy raunchiness you can go over to love um, I haven't heard it uh, I just know about it so that's an option but I haven't heard it as of yet so anyways Jenkins as mentioned before had a history of domestic violence CNN also reported that in 2007 he pleaded guilty in Calgary Alberta to assault in a different case and was sentenced to 15 months probation ordered to undergo counseling for domestic violence and sex addiction and to stay away from the person involved so i think it was um another fiance or girlfriend of his jesus at the time um, a one and a half page note was found in the motel room on his computer and it wasn't really a suicide note, nor what is, nor was it an admittance of his guilt. Instead, in his own words, he expressed his deep love for Jasmine Fior. However, his distrust and disapproval of her relationships with other men. Uh, she had separated from him, but throughout the writings, he called he still called her his wife. Very disturbing. Okay. He couldn't handle rejection, is what a lot of people say. Yeah. To that. Um, that sounds like it. Fragile little fellow. So it, we can see how dangerous that can become. Uh, I was hearing on one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, um, that Jensen and Holes of their Exactly Right Network covered the topic of domestic abuse during this quarantine. If you or someone you know is in quarantine with an abusive partner or person, find a way to get the following information to them safely. For any victims and survivors who need support, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is available 24-7. Call 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-799-7233 for TTY. Or if you're unable to speak safely, you can log on to thehotline.org or text LOVE IS, all caps, to 22522. Uh, or you can visit the loveisrespect.org website. 
for information regarding safety plans. Um, I thought that would be helpful because these warning signs, guys, they they can lead up to something very awful and mm. devastating. So just pay attention to your friends. Stay connected. I know that it's, it's a little bit harder right now, but thanks to technology, we can talk to each other, check on each other. Uh, it's important now more than ever. Being in isolation is not healthy for anybody, especially those dealing with those kinds of situations. So just keep that in mind. And uh, yeah, that was the horrible murder of 28-year-old model Jasmine Fior by Ryan Jenkins. That was crazy. It was a wild, wild trip. There are so many details. I had to draw out a calendar to keep up with what happened when, um, (laughs) just like, you know, how the investigators had to use surveillance, this and that, and the whole time he's like on the run in the background, getting a storage unit, getting his boat being seen here and there. Uh, there are reports that that may have been his sister. Uh, oh, that at the hotel? Took him to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't see if there were any um, repercussions for that or if they ever figured out who the hell that was. Um, but they also think he may have had other accomplices. His dad was in denial of him having done that, so I wonder if he ever helped him at all to get away from the police. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that it was a fucking crazy ass ride. Within a within a week, it just escalated and escalated. Yeah, so. that is freaking nuts. Well, that was very um, exciting. It was a roller coaster there for a little bit. Yeah, I can't believe that. Um, shit, I don't know. That's what happens no. when powerful people don't get what the mm-hmm. fuck they want. Yeah, when they are disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, other people can just take the rejection and move on. If you love something, let it go, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. nope, horrible. Um, instead of um, the usual reality TV binging that I used to always do, I've been on Disney Plus nonstop. In fact, my dogs mm-hmm. are quiet right now because they're watching Bonkers um, on the TV. Francis, my blue healer, he loves the TV um, or hates it, depending what's on the screen. Uh, I could not get through The Lion King, the new one last night, because he was just so upset about how real but not real the lions looked. He was <laughs> disturbed by it. Um, I, he is just so funny. Ever since he was a puppy, he, he just can see the screen. Like, Fawn will notice things from time to time on the screen, and then Franklin, too, but... Um, not Mostly like they just hear the noises and then look, but Francis actually like watches it the mm-hmm. entire time. But anyways, yeah, I've just been on Disney Plus this whole time, um, taking a trip down memory lane. Did you ever watch Rip Girls? Yes, and my dumbass fell asleep. I was so tired. That's hilarious. So I'm going to have to rewatch that. Which one did I make it through? The only one I made it through was Horse Sense, and then I switched to the animated Disney movies, and then... Um, <laughs> Uh, 2020 feels like whenever Scar took over Pride Rock. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Everything is just destroyed. Mm. Oh, God. But we would use a Disney movie as a form of... Yeah, as a form of um, deep thinking. Yeah. Well, it's it's just you nice like to... You apart Disney movies. I fucking do. I will admit it. Even if it makes no sense at the time, <laughs> it's, it's just fun. And 
like being a kid, I'm just like, damn, this is so deep as like it's deep as fuck without it having to be. Like they make it so simplified. Mm-hmm. What else was I watching? I saw um Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah. And yeah, I did that with Ratatouille. I think you put um, that in my head though, and that's why I do it now. Cause I was watching Finding Nemo and I was like, why yeah. is this happening to me? Why am I trying to pick apart fucking Finding yeah. Nemo? Yep, and they freaking the sharks are really trying to be friends with the fish, but their instincts are just that's what's really sad about it. What? <laughs> the sharks are there I trying know. to I know, more. but why why is it so sad? And then you and I like bonding over being fours, and then I was like, this is too much. My heart's gonna burst. Dude, that was so freaking cool. I was like, I wonder what Abby's gonna be. And then you said a four. Dude, I, like, I sent yeah. you, yeah. I sent you mine first before you even told me because I was like, oh my God. Do I have any motivation to get better or to improve myself? No, Not really. No. <laughs> I was no. looking for everything. Do I read books to make myself better? No. No. Yep. Mm hmm. Do I care about my security? I mean, yes. Am I prepared for anything? Yes, because I'm fucking ex- like anxious as yeah. fuck about any possibility of anything happening. So I almost gave up halfway because I'm like, God damn it. These are right? questions. This is too much damn work. Yeah. Uh, just for them to tell me exactly what I already fucking know. <laughs> yeah, they have to reword it backwards to make sure your answer is fucking. Yeah, incredible. and I'm like, I don't even remember what I did the last question. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Right. Oh my god. I was like, I'm sure I've contradicted some of my other shit, but that's fine. And I still ended yeah. up getting exactly what I was like, okay. And then some of and then some of them I couldn't even apply because like I had to think back of like times yeah. I was in school or like around people because it was like I don't prefer being the leader, but if I know my shit, I will because I like to have control. So there yeah. were some things that weren't black and white that I was like, I are the same. Young flea. That is literally exactly. What happens if we're put into a situation and neither of us take the reins and we're like, oh, <laughs> we'll go down with the ship together? Uh, no, what's funny though? I think <laughs> I think that's why it works so well with us because if you don't take the reins, I do, and if I don't, you do. Like, there's no like somebody picks the slack up. <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right i'm leaving this part in guys if you missed it the other day daniela told me about what is it called an immigram an enneagram i think it's an enneagram i might be completely wrong but whatever um y'all should go take one uh you'll find a lot out about yourselves if you don't already know yourselves it's a personality test and it doesn't take very long but we found out that we're both fours which means we are how would you describe our personalities the little thing says we're the individualist so (laughs) we (laughs) i'm gonna read that little thing that i posted on it yeah read it because i want i want to share this here we go okay so we just we bonded over it because we didn't know we were both the same and then it all sunk in how we are the same and it just like fucking brought us closer all the sense in the world um, we're self-aware, we are authentically unique, and we're creative, and we question who we are and what is our purpose. We're always searching for self, and uh, we're loved for being us, <laughs> and we're sensitive and withdrawn, 
and we like to surround ourselves with beauty. Um, mm-hmm. That part, like, was perfect. Yeah. Me and you to the T. Like, we have to yeah, – the aesthetic has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It explains how we're creative. I, I mean, I know a lot of these can apply to anyone, but if you guys take the personality test, just find one, a random one online, and you'll see what we're talking about. There were specific things that have to do with, like – leadership and like we we need to have control of our situation but at the same time we would rather step back and have someone else make the decision just to avoid I guess not confrontation but like any kind of I don't know we're, we're passive but also we can be assertive mm-hmm. um what else was I thinking of uh oh it's hard to explain our personality type because we are withdrawn but we are sensitive and it's it's hard to describe that to people that we still need emotional support even though we don't seek it out yeah. and I don't really accept it as as openly as a, like you would think with that kind of a description mm-hmm. it's hard to explain but we have very few friends and they're close friends and mm-hmm. we don't really people will know what I'm talking about we're we're not really social I mean they could tell we're awkward as fuck on this thing Dude, yeah, seriously, we're, we aren't meant to be entertaining and um, outgoing and, you know, extroverted people, yeah, but we yeah. We just like telling Anyways. stories, so sorry mm-hmm. if you don't, like, bond with us. <laughs> just like telling stories. Um, if you do bond with us, yeah. then that means that uh, you're, pr- you're probably, like, really awesome because not very many people bond with us. We don't let them. It's true. It's it's hard. I don't know. There's like a weird balance thing with it's always been that way for me with my friends. I don't I don't always have that many friends. And so the people that stick around, that means that they're really I close. Yeah, me and, and you I love them used to sure. not like each other whenever well, I guess we were kind of scared of each other. That's what I'm thinking too. It was like a um, uncertainty of it, like mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I do want to say the legendary fours so that you can get like a better understanding. I, if you I was gonna say who these people are, then you'll get a better understanding of like who we are. Um, mm-hmm. But Jackie Kennedy was a four, uh, Frida Kahlo and Cher and Judy Garland. So those are our sister fours. I I was going to say we could do um, Instagram live Q&A one day when we're – in the same room, but that, I don't know how much longer this quarantine will be. So, but we definitely do want to do that. Yeah. Eventually. Um, a lot of people don't know, um, other than our (laughs) sound quality, which I'm still working on finding an editor for that part of it, which I haven't even told you (gasps) about, um, to remaster our sound so that people can, um, get the quality they deserve. If you will. I love that. Um, what else? Oh, um, yeah, besides the sound quality, people can't tell that we're not in the same room sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, we we have started and um built this podcast from a long distance aways. Ugh. Um Maybe so we are 
I know. I can't believe this. Literally, Daniela came up with this idea, and it had been in the back of my mind since I started falling in love with podcasts. But whenever she just, it's that it's that thing again where mm-hmm. I need a leader to to throw the idea out, and then we just freaking carry each other along, mm-hmm. even when we don't feel like doing it, <laughs> and we just keep going. And it's just so heartwarming. So thank you for texting me randomly. That I was oh. literally in the bath, and I was like stoned, and I was like, "This is a great idea." <laughs> How do we get this started? Oh, thank you for agreeing with me because I honestly was like, oh, she's going to say no because it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. There are times when I'm like, mm. but I mean, what else am I doing, right? You've <laughs> honestly surprised me with all of the work that you've done and you taking the reins to do most of the editing like that. You honestly really surprised me. So I'm very proud of you for doing that. I'm proud of both of us for doing this. I'm proud of you. Holy shit. This is awesome. (laughs) This is so fun. Um, We love having listeners and stuff, but this is so much fun for us. And we hope that you guys know that we enjoy doing this and um, we appreciate you guys listening and stuff. So yes, thank you. Um, And with that, I won't say so to (laughs) give you the creeps. Because I'm pretty sure this just weirded you out, but I know we fucking went through. What did we? We what just happened? We like went through this horrible domestic violence case and then <laughs> ended up here. So, um, hold your friends tight. This is the ending. Uh, I'm gonna tr- do my best. In conclusion, um, hold your friends tight. Well, you can't because we're in quarantine. What the fuck am I saying? Um, <laughs> Hug them from afar, virtually hang out virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, like we, we've been playing board games with uh, friends online. Get a Steam account. Literally, you can reach out in different ways with this quarantine happening. So just make sure that you're staying connected to each other because it is important for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you guys. Please uh, like, review, subscribe, all the good things. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Stay safe. Stay healthy.